Save This Mandics, episode 244. It is January 28th, 2024. My name is Myro. This is the podcast where I ramble on for a bit about some shit. Um, recording this on a Sunday afternoon, noon rather, um, around noon. Uh, the weather right now is just right. It's it's perfect. Um, so I want I want to be out and about as much as possible. I want to be out in this weather before it starts raining again, which it might start doing so later this week or earlier this week. Um, so I want to take advantage of this right now um, <laughs> and be outside and all that. Um, it's been a week. Um, it's been a fine week. It's been an okay week. It's been all right. Nothing too crazy. Um, I would say same old, same old, but I feel like, I don't know how much of that actually applies necessarily, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like it's true, but it's also not true. Like, there's things that are different every week, you know what I mean? Maybe I should give myself a bit of, bit of grace and say that there are some things that, that are different week to week, you know what I mean? So... No, it's not same old, same old. <laughs> um, anyways, this week's been uh, let's get into let's get into basketball first. Um, the NBA has been a fucking roller coaster this past week in terms of just like record breaking scoring moments. Um, there's been four separate sixty plus point games. That have occurred from individual players. Um, so, Embiid had a 70-point game. Carl Anthony Towns on that same day had a 64-point game. Uh, Devin Booker had a 62-point game. And then Luka Doncic had a 73-point game. Fucking nuts, dude. It's been it's been wild this week just seeing all of these like scoring records being broken. Um I know a lot of the discussion <laughs> following this past week has been in regards to how um how offense oriented the league has become and maybe less of a focus on defense or whatever. Um but I think that might take away some of the just some of the just how impressive these individual performances have been um I watched the Embiid one which is crazy he was just he just couldn't miss um I haven't seen the other highlights for the other players but I, I imagine just like the based on like the field or percentages and everything it, it just must have been kind of crazy um I don't know I just I think I think the players are just that damn good you know what I mean and sure you could argue that the defense for these you know the the opposing defenses have not have been subpar or whatever but still man like you, you don't just walk out and score like fi- even 50 plus points you know what I mean you got to be real good and all of these players are 
pretty damn good. So I don't know, man. I think it's just, uh, I think we live in an era where the talent level is so incredibly high that even someone who isn't even necessarily necessarily considered even like the top 10 is able to put up some crazy numbers like this. You know what I mean? So I'm not saying, of course, like Embiid is like one of the best players. And of course, Doncic, Doncic is also one of the best players in the league. But I'm just saying like, it is possible that some player can just go out and put up 50, man. It's just, it can just happen. Like Sadiq Bey, like two years ago, had a 50 point game. Like, <laughs> and like, you know, now he's just kind of chilling on the Hawks. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Anything can just really happen. Um, so crazy league, man. Crazy league. Uh, I don't really want to get into the Warriors right now just because they've been, um, they've continued to, uh, continue to have, uh, some, uh, you know, failures, I would say, or just continue to have miss out on some close games. There's two back-to-back games of losing by one point. That hurts. Um, but I've also become kind of numb to it, honestly. Um, I talked about this last time uh, on the last episode in regards to just kind of how <clears throat> the season has sort of projected and everything. And I... I I just want to enjoy what I can, regardless of the wins and losses. I've I've almost, almost, of course I would love for them to be able to get into playoff position again, but I, I also, I, I, I think I just want to enjoy the moments and enjoy what is <clears throat> at hand and not be too consumed for the want for playoff success considering I have been spoiled by it as a fan of the team um so I'm just gonna enjoy it for what it is you know what I mean I know obviously there's there's a want for a final push of some sorts a last dance of some kind um players like Siakam is off the market I know like Markinen has been uh, rumored to be available for free agency. I don't understand why the Jazz would do something like that, considering they've had some success recently and they are in a, <laughs> they're in a better playoff position, like they're in play-in contention, right, at, at, with a better record than the Warriors. I just don't understand why the Jazz would do something like that unless they really want to try to focus on a quote-unquote rebuild. But I, I, I don't understand why they would do something like that considering that they are already in a position that allows for their younger players to develop. You know what I mean? Playoff experience, honestly, is incredibly important. Um, and based on what has been discussed in regards to this this year's upcoming draft it seems like the draft prospects are a bit weaker, right? Last year we had obviously Wembanyama, Scoot Henderson. Scoot's been kind of like okay. Uh, Brandon Miller, who else? The, the the Thompson twins. Like there was a lot of really good draft uh, prospects in last year's draft, but this year it, it doesn't seem to be the case. So um, I feel like you should probably just roll with what you have and continue to develop from that point on instead of shopping your you know essentially your star player right in uh in uh in marketing at this point i just just i just don't think it makes a whole lot of sense to uh do something like that 
Um, but I don't know, maybe they have some other things in mind. Maybe the Jazz have something else in mind that they just want to try to build towards. But, yeah. Um, DeJounte Murray has been rumored heavily heavily to uh, heavily rumored in trade talks. Um, I don't know if he would be a player that would raise the Warriors' ceiling. Um, I feel like it would be... I I, mean, I just don't really know what the trade pieces would be. Like, if we moved, moved some players, I, I think it just... It would probably feel more like a lateral move than anything. It might... It just... That's... I don't know. That's just kind of how I feel about it. Like, maybe he would provide... Uh, I, I He would provide some defensive prowess and necessary defensive presence on like the wings uh but I just don't know if that's going to be enough to raise our ceiling uh as a team uh, that we currently are so I don't know I just I don't feel confident about that move um other possible moves I just it's just it's just not really it's hard to see what's out there uh you know what I mean so um we might just have to roll with, with what we have try the best that we can to get into a play-in position that's still that's still in the works you know it's still possible we could upset and then we could and then if we get into like an eighth seed position and if we somehow are able to get to that you know obviously this is a bit more of a uh kind of a long shot but anything is possible man anything is possible at that point right um so that's kind of how i feel uh at this point is uh play in would be probably kind of the a a good thing to shoot for with this team but again i i don't want to set too many expectations i just don't i just want to enjoy <laughs> i just want to enjoy the ride uh which if which feels like it's sort of coming to a close um <clears throat> let's talk uh so I started, not started, I finished one of the routes for Triangle Strategy uh, yesterday, last night, um, and I, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I really enjoyed the experience with it. Um, I held off, like I mentioned, I held off on playing that game for two years, pretty much, because I got stuck. Um, I got stuck on a level. Um, that I just was continuously frustrated by. Um, and we made it through. Uh, we made it through to one of the endings. I don't know if I will go back and experience the other... seems like there's three other endings. I don't know if I'm going to really do that. Maybe I'll look it up if I'm curious. But um, I uh, I think for, for the time being, I'm, I'm satisfied with my experience with this game. Um, I think... There are some really good moments in it. Um, there's some good story moments. Uh, I think there are... I wasn't as captured or as invested in the characters necessarily. But I I, I can appreciate that the, the writing overall was really well done. And you could understand the character motivations. Uh, you understand why they decided to make these decisions throughout the story and i think that it sort of supports the narrative in in that way um and it creates a lot of uh, a lot of conflict within the story um and there is also 
a strong there's a strong player inclusion in this game and what i kind of mean by that by that is that there is a lot there are a lot of points throughout the story and throughout the gameplay itself where you as the player are sort of forced to make certain decisions and how you've progressed the game uh will lend itself to how things may turn out how certain events might um how how certain events might develop and i think that's very um i thought that aspect was very well done um it felt like you had a very direct impact in the story um and that your decisions um make a very clear kind of um i don't know there's a very clear case of how this story develops and uh you being sort of the initiator of that um i think it's cool i think it's very cool um i also like within the you know the gameplay itself within the kind of the strategy rpg aspect of it i like and this is something that i kind of realized pretty late um is that you can you can essentially grind your characters your units simply by just repeating the same level over and over again so the level that you so the level that i was stuck on (laughs) for two years uh i found out that you level up like regardless if you fail that certain level or that mission you retain the experience uh that you've gained by you know kind of doing it over and over again which i which i appreciate um in games like fire emblem i mean this makes it more easier right i'm i'm sure in like the maybe in the harder difficulties you might not be able to do so um where you're sort of just like you, when you start over a level you have to start over with what um kind of with what you started with right um but in the case of this game you you you're able to kind of keep these keep um keep the items keep you know keep the experience all that i think that's very it's very nice it's very nice for someone like me who struggles with strategy rpgs like this one even fire emblem which i love the fire emblem games i i still struggle with them i i I suck at those games i'm really not that good um uh, i try to be good but i'm just not very good um so i think that um there's i think that provides you could argue maybe like a quality of life support sort of thing uh giving a bit more balance to players like myself a bit more of like a easier mode or easier approach to the game um and i found that to be very helpful and nice and useful (laughs) um another thing and i touched upon this before i think the music in this game is very well done um there's a lot of moments there's one moment in particular where i felt the music really aided the the moment kind of the emotional uh you know helped provide a bit more of like an emotional tone to like a scene um and uh there's like one moment that i really really enjoyed 
Um, it's kind of towards like the end, maybe it's like the three quarters mark of the game, where essentially you break off, and this is where the timeline or whatever kind of shifts, and you have to make a decision um, in terms of where, in terms of like the different endings that you're gonna get. Um, and there's this one moment that's very, very well done. Um, it's essentially this like disagreement between two of the characters and it's very, you understand, like you, one is coming from your perspective as a player, as you make a decision and then the other character is sort of the devil's advocate. They argue against you. And, uh, I thought that scene was incredibly well done. Um, I thought the voice acting was good as well. It, voice acting on the on the Japanese side of things. Um, I didn't. I haven't. I didn't listen to the English voice acting, but uh, the Japanese voice acting was very well done across the board. Um, but that in that particular scene, it was it was excellent, and I thought it conveyed the emotions very well. And you're like, I I I understand where the, both of these characters are coming from and i felt like that that was very well conveyed um and i i appreciated that um i think sometimes uh there are cases where voice acting can be like a hindrance in in, in a lot of cases but i think in uh in this game in particular it it aided a lot um i think and and also with you know the pixel art aspect of it Sometimes it is a little difficult, maybe, to make out emotion or whatnot because you don't you're not able to get like a very clear um, clear view of like a character's like facial expressions or whatever you know what I mean. And so I think the the voice acting does add an extra layer to it um, uh, because like in general, like the dialogue, the way it's written is not like you know it's not like super crazy it's it's well written but it's not like i don't know how to describe it like it's not like it's not necessary it's not the same as something like final fantasy like final fantasy 6 for example where within the dialogue you can clearly get an indication of who the character is you know um like I think you know, it's it's very much like you could tell what kind of personality each character has based on their dialogue, right? I think with with this game, there are certain characters where you're like, okay, you kind of have an idea, but for the most part, they all talk very similarly. You know what I mean? So, um, I don't know. It, it, that it's it's not really like a it, it's hardly a criticism. It's it's much more to fit within the frame of the game and just the the tone of the game which is much more serious in nature um so i understand that um i think that in just in in this case i think that having uh having voice acting helps um present that a bit more strongly in in my opinion um what was what else was i gonna say um Overall, really good experience. Uh, really fun. 
I mean, uh, I, I struggled at certain points with the, with the combat and everything, but um, I'm happy that I was able to see it through. And uh, now, what will be my next game? Uh, I was leaning towards Okami a little earlier on, like last month or something like that. Right now, I'm like sort of craving Disco Elysium. I'm kind of craving that more of that RPG style. From That's what I, based on my very, very uh, limited knowledge of the game itself. Um, I feel like I'm leaning towards Disco Elysium and that style of game more so than like action RPG, you know, Zelda-like combat with Okami. Um, and I'm a bit more interested in, I guess, like a more narrative-heavy game as well. I think, I mean, Okami, I'm, I'm, I think, has a narrative, but I know that Disco Elysium is known for a very strong story and everything. And I think I'm just leaning towards that a little bit more. So whether I start that today or sometime this week, I feel I'm leaning towards that uh, right now. Um, And I'm excited to get into it. Um, I've heard a lot of good things about the game. I know really nothing at all. I've seen screenshots of the game. And of course, I've heard really glowing... uh, you know, glowing things about the game, but I, I just, I don't know what to expect, so that's kind of exciting, um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that, so let's talk, let's talk a little bit more about kind of what's coming up in terms of the gaming landscape, if you want to call it that, um, I feel it is February, or it's almost February, um, so there's likely going to be a direct sometime, you know, close to in a couple of weeks, potentially, right? Um, and that's kind of exciting, uh, mainly because we don't know for sure whether there's going to be a direct reveal I mean, sorry, a a new Switch reveal or something along those lines. Like, a lot of the rumors are pointing to it being the case, but um, we really don't know. Because, like, as I've discussed previously back in, like, September when they had their last Direct, um, the lineup for this year for the Switch is very, like, bare bones. Like, there's not a whole lot going on. Um, like, there's the only thing, like, there's that new Peach game that's coming out pretty soon, um, the, uh, Paper Mario remake is slated to come out, come out this, come out sometime this year, um, there are games that I'm personally interested in, like the Suikoden remakes, and then the, uh, is it, like, the Thousand Heroes game, which is, like, you know, the developers of Suikoden that created that game um games like that that are coming out that i'm interested in um but for the most part like i i don't you know it's it's not something that really catches my eye i still have so many other games that i want to play through right so uh i i am not uh i am not like at all 
uh, dry on on games that I would like to play. Uh, it's more so that I'm just excited to see what's going to come up and you know, thinking about the future and new games that are going to appear, uh, like that sort of thing. That I am uh, excited about. Um, that I am very much looking forward to. Um, because, like, you know, the, certain games like uh, Metroid Prime 4, which has been the initial release, quote-unquote, release trailer, or whatever, like... Excuse me. The initial teaser trailer, rather, that came out was, like, back in 2017, which is crazy. It's been an incredibly long time uh, since that game has, uh, you know, been announced, right? So... I feel like there's going to be, I feel like there's going to be something about it that's going to come up soon. Um, that's just kind of how I feel about it. Um, other, other things. I really hope that there is a, I think it would be exciting to hear about like a, you know, Super Mario Odyssey or some Mario 3D game that's going to come out for the Switch. I feel like a... A brand new 3D Mario would be huge. Um, and then pro- maybe some other stuff as well, right? There's always the potential for some, maybe some Zelda kind of game. Obviously, Tears of the Kingdom just came out. Uh, but it would be cool to see uh, remakes, right, for Wind Waker and Twilight Princess potentially hitting the new new Switch. Uh, that would be pretty cool. That would pro- That would more incentivize people like me <laughs> to to buy the system a little earlier right um if they were cross-platform that would be even better now that would be really nice <laughs> you know what i mean um if uh i hope this the um uh i hope the new switch obviously i think the biggest thing uh would be for the new switch to be backwards compatible that's like almost a uh it's like a no question thing right i think that it would be um it would be a real blow if the new system uh didn't allow you to play you know older switch titles on it i think that would be incredibly disappointing so fingers crossed for that um but yeah i i you know everybody there's been plenty of discussion leading up to this point um, in regards to, uh, you know, a new system, uh, being showcased and released, um, it's just, it, because, it, again, like I said, there, there just hasn't been enough of a showing for other games coming out this year. Like, I, I just, I struggle to think of other games, um, that are going to be released that are sort of like big titles for Nintendo, right? So that's kind of my, um, I kind of, I feel there's, there's going to be something coming. So, um, that's exciting. And even if it doesn't release, I'm, there's still going to be <laughs> like, I'm good. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm good. I'm like good for like the rest of this year, honestly, for, uh, games that I want to play. Um, so I, um, 
I'm, I'm all I'm all I'm all good and clear in that sense but I still think it would be exciting to see uh, new hardware um, at this point other things that I wanted to kind of catch up on uh, talk basketball we talk games um, I started watching the bear recently I watched the first two episodes last night uh, I like it a lot I, I'm already I like the style I like how frantic it is I, I love I love how chaotic the fucking scenes are how the camera just moves around and all that and uh, just the uh, the the constant just like bickering and just cursing yeah that's this this is gonna be good um, I'm or, I'm already a fan of it um, I, I also am a fan of the food that's being shown this it, that the craves I, I i when i watch the show i crave like a sandwich like a good old i don't know chicago sandwich i suppose this makes me want to go to chicago <laughs> like i've they haven't really shown much of the city or anything but just the vibe you know what i mean and obviously it's it's much more <laughs> there's more to it than just you know just uh just that but i i, I just i just like I like it. I like the setting. I like just the, the interactions between the characters. Uh, and then I'm a sucker for the food uh, that's being shown. Um, so I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to this, to watching uh, the rest of this. And uh, season two as well. Uh, hearing about season two getting a lot of Emmy nods, uh, which is uh, really exciting and really cool. Um, so I, uh, yeah, I think... Uh, this show is like right up my alley and then another great thing every episode is only like 30 minutes which is perfect i love that shit it's enough to just like hold your attention for thir- like half an hour and it, it it's very concise and to the point there's no filler man there's no filler every every scene is like necessary uh and i like that and that's some good shit right there that's some good television <laughs> um Anyways, uh, these are some of the things that I wanted to catch up on. A bit of a shorter episode this week. Um, Next week. What is next week? Next week we're going into February. Uh, It's also going to be my birthday pretty soon. Uh, Well, that's more like next week. But it's coming up, man. And uh, do I have any thoughts on that? Not really. Um, (laughs) I'm just... uh, I'm excited to see... um, I'm excited to see kind of developments on, uh, in the gaming world. Obviously, I also want to touch upon this as well. Like, there's been, like, a fuck ton of layoffs, uh, from, like, Microsoft and stuff, which is really, really sad and disappointing. It sucks that despite how incredible of an year it's been last year for, for the gaming, um, you know, gaming world, just the, the quality of the games, the fact that so many people have lost their jobs is incredibly uh disappointing and it sucks and it just like it, it just further um i don't know it further kind of tells you know it, it further illustrates this you know this 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 further illustrates what the bottom line for these companies are um it's really unfortunate these practices are awful and terrible um if if AAA studios want to have a profitable game 
Uh, maybe don't blow your budget on nonsense like poor marketing and, uh, you know, ridiculously high performance costs. Like, you know, I don't know, just things that are almost like outlandish and unnecessarily unnecessary just to live up to some sort of industry standard um, and pay your people, man. If if in one of if you're like a CEO of like a company, take a pay cut or something. You know what I mean? Like it's just so ridiculous uh, that you and it's like it's always it's always the case. It's like thousands of people get laid off. CEO gets like a twenty percent bump in their salary or like a bonus or some shit like that. It's always that, always. You know what I mean? And uh, it sucks. It's frustrating. Uh, it makes me hesitant at times to buy games. Um, and yeah, I hate that shit. It sucks. Uh, it's awful. Um, I hope that those people that have lost their jobs are able to find better jobs. And um, and it's, uh, here's the other thing. It's like these types of practices, it's going to push away game developers. You know what I mean? And that's i i think that's a really bad precedent that <clears throat> these companies are setting um you could argue maybe and maybe this is a silver lining of some sorts that this allows for other uh this allows for like developers to um come together and uh you know create their own studios outside of like the triple a scene um but um i just i i don't know it's it's still it's still really unfortunate and it's just like a whole i don't know it's it's it, the, the these types of practices that these companies have are awful and uh, i i it's just it just sucks and i hope that some necessary change comes from it either you know in the way that these industries or you know the the heads of these industries conduct their businesses um or if uh you know this um there's some level of like further like unionization uh for you know salaried employees uh to get their benefits and to get paid and shit like that i don't know i don't know um but overall awful and i hope that the situation improves to to some extent um <coughs> excuse me god damn um that's gonna be it for today <laughs> uh sorry for ending it off on a bit of a somber note but uh, uh i just wanted to kind of say it um thanks for listening as always uh this has been save the semantics signing off